0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master
1: Chief, out. Welcome, everybody. It's Podcast Unlocked, episode 518 for November 2nd, 2021. Ryan McCaffrey here on IGN's weekly Xbox show alongside the regular crew, Miranda Sanchez, Stella Chung, and Destin Laguerre. Hello to Brandon. all of you. <laughs> hey, <hello>. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Where, how, how muted were you there, Destin? What, what happened? The I don't issue? want to talk
0: over people, so I try and be respectful. <laughs> After last episode, I'm more sensitive to it.
1: So. No, it's Bam. All good. There we it's go. good. We've got a lot to talk about, as is customary this time of year. And uh, it's let's start, Miranda, let's start with the biggest thing of all. In fact, maybe maybe Destin and Stella will want to ask us questions as like vessels of the audience. But uh, if you have not seen IGN yet yesterday or today, uh, this week, depending on when you're listening, our IGN first, basically our cover story, think of it as a gaming magazine cover story, but done in website form is Halo Infinite. Miranda, you and I went to 343. Which was mostly empty, which was kind of weird because we've we've each done a million studio yes. visits in our careers. And it's just uh, it was kind of kind of weird, just like there were some people, mostly just the people that were, we were there to talk to. Most everybody's still working from home. But um, what what did you think? Did you, I, I trust you had a good time getting to go and play Halo for a while?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because we have to be a little quiet about some of the things we're going to show later this month. Of course, we want to make this a big event. Uh, but overall, I I can say that I do indeed miss playing Halo Infinite at this point. Like, I'm just, I'm looking at some of the stuff that we have for it. I'm just like, oh, man, I want to go back, which is good. It's so, so glad to have that feeling. Um, and I think, of course, I've had that feeling since we started playing the multiplayer. And that was something I sort of always believed in. Uh, But we got to play Streets, which we revealed on Monday. So that it's a really cool map. And it was obviously uh, just such a great privilege for us to get to go sit down and talk to developers and be in the same room. I was just like, I'm in an office since when? It's so weird. Um, So that was my first work trip since, you know, things happened. And it was really great to get to talk to everyone and just hear their thoughts on development and also uh, some of the Easter eggs that came out of some of their development things as well. So I think there's just some behind the scenes things that you just, you you can't get anywhere else. And I think being in the same room just does so much for that. So uh, it was such a a great trip and I'm so excited to show you guys what we got for you.
1: Yeah, I got to sit down with Joseph Staten, who of course is now heading up the project. That is, that will be the, uh, the long awaited, at least by the four people that watch IGN Unfiltered, the long-awaited <laughs> return of IGN Unfiltered after several months uh on a on an accidental hiatus. But uh yeah, Ryan, I, I what I really liked that we couldn't have really planned for. It just sort of worked out this way was this team 343, they have not really had a chance to talk to anybody about this game yet, because you know, it's we've there's been no Travel. There's been nobody in in offices, and they've been p- keeping pretty quiet about you know other than multiplayer stuff through their developer blogs. But this was uh we kind of got like the the full energy of the team as opposed to you know the part of our job is sometimes developers are out they're on the you know kind of the media circuit the talk show circuit if you will and they've given the same answer to a question like seventeen times. But we were the first people that they've they've had a chance to talk to so. I I like, I don't know about you, but I could just sense their enthusiasm here as they're reaching the end of the finish line, uh, reaching the finish line at the end of this project.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we probably could have been there for many more days and gotten so much more to just talking about their projects. And of course, what they're excited for as well. But, you know, you got to keep it limited, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So to answer the big question, Miranda and I did play Campaign a total of about four hours or so uh, eat for each of us and it was the first four hours of the game uh we didn't there was no like skipping around at all but um we will be covering that later in the month so please i will take no further questions (laughs) at this time about campaign but uh now stella again you of course are reviewing the multiplayer the free-to-play multiplayer portion of halo infinite did you have a chance to take a look at our little walking tour of this new map, Streets? And what was your impression of it?
3: I did not. So for our audio listeners, I am looking at the map right now and it looks gorgeous. I love it. Um, it's very, it's like Titanfall and Cyberpunk. And I had a baby, <laughs> is what I'm, yeah. I'm getting from it. I love the palm trees. I love the like modern slash futuristic, like, um. <clears throat> looks and layers to this i'm very excited to see how this is going to work because i think this is the most like tiered map that we've seen so far it's very it feels very close quarters so for me who loves using the shotgun i think this is going to be a huge shotgun map and smg maps i'm very excited to see what this is going to play like um it looks really fun like if you turn a corner you're gonna have to be a little bit more careful though is what it looks like because it is very close quarters. It is very like you don't know what you're going to get until you cross the corners, which is actually great because I just realized um, there's that uh, radar ability, isn't there, that you can like shoot out? Yeah, so that's going to be great on this map, actually, because I was just considering. I was like, well, when am I going to use that? I'm probably going to use it on streets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's the spawn on this one, Miranda, was um, there is a drop wall, and I think it didn't it rotate with uh, thrusters? I believe. Yeah, I don't. I, I think didn't so. see the the oh. motion tracker, the, the, yeah. the threat sensor.
2: Threat sensor oh, is no. not on this map. I believe. That'll be really good on this map, though. Yeah, and you could throw it in, th- in
1: custom games for sure.
2: I, I will say too that when this is, you're kind of doing like the little tour of this area. Yeah, it's a lot tighter than you think it would be. Like this map moves fast, and like I think threat sensor could be good if you're taking things slower. But there's just so much action, action constantly that I think you're just running to people pretty quick. So you're not ever like really looking too hard. Um, okay. At least yeah. that's what I thought. Cause you can, you can hear things pretty quickly. I feel like, oh, obviously most people are probably running over there.
1: And uh, oh, to answer your question okay. earlier, Stella, yeah, about, about shotguns. There is a shotgun rack in this map. It's on a vending yes. machine. Actually it's, a, oh. it's attached to a vending <laughs> okay. machine. And what's cool is that it'll randomize those, the, the sort of shotgun class. Yes, so cool. uh, it, there's, a, I'm, I'm holding a heat wave right here. Uh, so it'll cycle between heat wave and the bulldog. Oh my God. Um, I will heat say if you gonna see be gross, so there's a mix of walking footage here along with a little bit of gameplay. If you see a good kill, that was me. And if you see the person <laughs> get killed, it wasn't me. That's, that's my uh, defense. Uh-huh. Sticking to it. <laughs> but yeah, see this uh, little arcade uh, machine, which you can't hear right now. <gasps> it
3: plays nice. a midi,
1: a midi like arcade, old school arcade version of the halo theme which is really great. Awesome. So there's a lot of neat little Easter eggs in here, it, but uh, go ahead, Destin. Visually, uh, it reminded me a little bit of Plaza.
0: That was a, I believe it was a halo five map. Yes. I don't know if that mm. was where we originally spawned, but um, did, did you get any of those vibes or is it, or is it really mostly close quarters? Are there any open areas that are going to allow for sniping through those like, uh, uh, like window areas? Cause Plaza was, was, well, I liked Plaza. Right like, here. Maybe, if you're, so. oh, well, yeah, right there. You, it looks <laughs> like you got some good sniper lines, right? Just that lines, middle right?
1: area of the map. There is a power mm-hmm. weapon spawn. It's a rocket launcher spawn that you oh, know God. both teams just go right for. It's in the center of the map. So yeah, that's really the longest sight line of the map. It's mostly pretty short sight lines, as Miranda was saying earlier about
2: a lot of mm-hmm. tight corners. Yeah, you've really yeah. got to watch the corners. Like it's this, there's so many different sight lines, like, so you kind of have to keep moving. Yeah. Um, I think, too, one of the things that I liked about the rocket launcher spawn at first I was like, I'm never gonna go for that i don't care like i i can just like <laughs> maneuver around do other things it's fine but it comes down to a problem if no one's going for it and the enemy team does and it's like well your team doesn't have control of the rocket laundry now so you kind of just have to keep this little like mental timer going of like when that's gonna spawn and start getting ready to contest it uh so it's actually really fun kind of playing in that way too
1: um i want to tell a quick hilarious story about this map so the video that we recorded here, I mean, this is like it's got little gameplay clips in it from later, but the actual walking tour was my, our first time seeing the map. Like we didn't yeah. rehearse it. Like we literally just wanted to catch my actual first impressions. And it's me talking to Kaylee George, the lead multiplayer level designer. Uh, and there's Miranda's favorite part.
2: The hollow dog.
1: <laughs> hollow dog, <laughs> the advertisement for hollow dog.
2: Um,
1: who's adorable. And they're now need. If three, I know 343 is listening to this, so we're going to need some hollow dog plushies. I know, you know,
2: <gasps> plushie yes. won't be an
1: actual hologram, but you can't so, snuggle a hologram. So we're going to exactly. need some hollow dog plushies It, it ASAP. can be
2: a, a blue dog plushie. That'll be very nice. There's also these great pigeons around this map. They're <laughs> like stickers. They're, there's just like this pigeon character. I have no idea why, but I love this bird. Um, and like, you'll find like yeah, stickers on vending machines and around and also like on the terminals, like some of them are, are broken and you can see this pigeon just like going to work to fix it. (laughs) It's so cute. I was like, I want, I want this sticker sheet. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So the quick story about this map again, so it was our, we sat down the the video that you hear on IGN or on youtube.com slash IGN. It is my first time seeing it. And then we went and played actual matches on it. And so early in the video, I asked Kaylee, I'm like, "So this would be kind of a cool map for CTF, right?" And he gives this <laughs> this so like del- polite d- diplomatic answer that's like, "Well, actually, you know, it's uh, asymmetric, so you know, you could totally do that in custom games if you want." <laughs> and then so you know, his very like, diplomatic, polite way of saying it's not really a CTF map. And then we go into the play test lab to go play this map. And we jumped into they had just like a a test development hopper that would just keep it would keep us on the map but it would rotate game types. <laughs> and Miranda, what was the first match that came up?
2: Capture the flag. <laughs> <Capture the> flag <laughs> it really was really fun. Everyone was like, wait. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So, and then the kicker was um I think they did. I think they didn't want us to record that just because they don't want to co- accidentally convey that, like, it's a CTF map because it's not. Mm. But um, I mean, it's not, you know, by design we, and it won't be that yeah. way in matchmaking, but um, in, in the actual playlist. But we so we, we sit down and we play it and whatever team I was on, because it was just mixing and matching us. And we have no idea who each other is because the gamer tags are all just like random strings of numbers and letters my team we wiped the floor with the other team 3 nothing and and then i just i said like we as soon as the match ended i was like seems like a pretty good ctf match to me and everybody <laughs> oh, had a great no. it was so fun it was so much it's just so- like you can't, we can't do that when we're all remote. So it's just so nice to be in the same room with everyone.
2: I, yeah, since we didn't know who we were, I was just like yelling, go kill the other flag bearer. Cause like I had okay. it at one point. I was like hiding in the back. I think Ryan, you I was, killed me. I found me. you, yeah. I- you bombed I- oh, me. no. <laughs> I was hiding so long and I was like, please just anyone <laughs> on my team go kill them so I can score this. And then they did, and then I died and then they got the score instead. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> But it's, I couldn't blame anybody because he found my team.
1: Yeah, it's that's a helpless feeling when yeah. you've got the enemy flag and you're just like waiting for your teammates to return your flag so that you can just step on the spot and score. So I, I felt a little bad for you, Miranda, but I still, I had to do my <laughs> due diligence. didn't feel diligence that and,
2: bad and that he was going
3: to yeah. let you live. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and, and for context too, like we were in a very large open room and we weren't like, four and four or something or five and five on each side of the map. Like we didn't have stations that were close to each other. Everyone was pretty split up. Yeah. So I was literally just yelling across the room hoping that (laughs) whoever's (laughs) on my team would figure it out. So (laughs)
1: um but yeah I I love this map. And the thing I want to say is and and I definitely want to get your take here, Miranda, because I I wrote up the piece that accompanied this. So I want to get your perspective too is that uh my I know I've said this before after the test flight, but it just continues to thankfully remain true for me, and that is, uh, I am really loving these all the maps that we've seen so far. They all have variety, they all have personality and character, and that's something that, as I said on a previous episode of the show, I feel like Halo Five, as as incredible as the multiplayer mechanics were in that game, I thought the maps were lacking by Halo's you know, top shelf standards, you know, compared to Halo 2, Halo 3, but I feel like the maps in Infinite thus far are, they're all really unique, they're all really memorable. Miranda, are you, are you sharing that so far? How are you feeling about this and the the maps as a whole?
2: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> i mean we have hollow dogs so i yes. think one of the things i've really enjoyed too is that it, it feels like they allowed their artists a little bit more freedom to just go and give these maps personality and we did get to do some some good interviews too with you know artists and designers in the same room are like like actual level designers versus like the artists who are like oh we have this vision for this map but these things could be here like well practically the play style of this thing we don't want to do this and so hearing their back and forth is really cool because you hear the, I want to give this an identity versus this needs to also be playable. And I think they really struck such a great balance between those. And I enjoyed how many little bits of things are there. Like they kind of just kept hinting at different Easter eggs and other maps as well. And, you know, having that bot practice mode means that we can just go in and like walk through here and just have a good time existing in these maps. And I think that's something I really enjoy because I love finding those little details. I'm the person who looks at every corner of the room and tries to read the fake books on the, on the tables. Yeah. So I think this, to your point, Ryan, is, is just designed in a nice way that offers a lot of depth and character uh, and story to what they're trying to do with multiplayer.
1: Uh, Destin, to come back to something you said earlier about it, it reminding you, what did you say it reminded you of again? Of, of uh, the Halo Plaza? 5 map. Plaza. I think it was Plaza. You yeah. know, for me, this, uh, this kind of struck some ODST vibes, this map. Uh, all yeah. it needs is rain. It is at night. It just <laughs> needs some rain and maybe a little jazz in the background. But I kind of, yeah, I liked the kind of ODST New Mombasa because it is set in New Mombasa. Uh, I really liked that vibe. It's it's just, it's, it's aesthetically different than any of the other maps we've seen so far. Um, and on that note, while we're talking about this, Again, this is in the article that I wrote on Monday for IGN, so I'm not I'm not telling you anything that you haven't already heard if you have been paying attention to IGN. But during our conversations with the multiplayer team, uh, I asked them. I went around the table. I said, "Well, what's what's your what's each of your favorite map in this game multiplayer map and why? Like, what makes it cool to you?" And kind of unexpectedly, I, <laughs> a couple of them said uh, talked about maps that ha- we haven't seen yet. And so I just wanted to mention uh, that I mean, I don't have anything to show you because I haven't seen it myself, but there are at least two more big team battle maps, which won't be a surprise. We've only seen one in, term, in the form of fragmentation, but the names of them are Deadlock and High Power. And uh, the lead multiplayer designer, Andrew Witz, says, uh, hold on, let me find what he said specifically. Oh, let's see. Oh, Tom French, the multiplayer creative director, described Deadlock as very dramatic, saying it feels very classic Halo, and it has a very different mood than the rest of the maps. And then a little interesting nugget about the other one, High Power, is that it started out as a test gym, like just a, a test map for them to test mechanics. And they told us, they were like, test gyms never ship at all. But then they told a story about they were all doing what we were doing at 343, which was being in the test lab and, and playing it. And they were all hooting and hollering and having such a good time that they turned, they kind of turned to each other after and were like, I guess this is a map now. And they turned it <laughs> into a into into a proper map that's gonna ship with the game. So um, so now we know of I think eight total maps. We know of five arena maps and three big team battle maps. We'll have to see how many more there are in the game. Uh Halo is Correct me if I'm wrong, I think has traditionally been like 10 to 12 multiplayer maps at launch, thereabouts. So uh, we'll see how many more we're going to get. But um, Miranda, are, are we leaving anything out here of the sort of initial initial thoughts from our studio visit?
2: Um, I think that's probably it. I think that's a good place to to leave it
0: for now. For, for me, I'm so yeah. quiet during this segment because I want to know about campaign. I'm super yeah. sold on multiplayer already. And I just want to hear from from you both about, you know, the multiplayer experiences you got to, to have. Um, but like I'm sold. I am ready for multiplayer. I can't believe it's going to be free for everybody. I think that's awesome. And I just can't wait to play more. I'm Patience. so ready for
1: launch. Patience, young Padawan. <laughs> we will get so- there.
3: Um, I have a question. Do you know? So you you said that there are maps that we haven't seen yet, which obviously we'll we'll get at launch Uh, because this is a free to play model. Do you know if they mentioned anything about like with new seasons that they'll be releasing maps or like new weapons? Because that's something that Apex and, um, you know, Call of Duty do. They release new maps every so often to keep things fresh. So is that something that they discussed would happen with their free to play model or did they not talk about that?
1: Miranda, I believe you'll have some information on Battle Pass Season 1 soon.
2: On Friday. Yes, on Friday. we have in-depth information on all of that.
1: Cool. Yes, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We are here to inform, but also here to tease a little bit, because, you know, we got to get <laughs> you coming back to IGN. That's, we have to keep the lights on, so, you know, we can't just give everything, give away the store all at once. That's what, uh, we got a whole month of, of fun left to be had. Uh, all right, so that's it for that. Hope you enjoyed. Again, check out the video if you have not already on the Streets reveal. And there is Streets gameplay, just straight gameplay, uh, one oddball round that's about five minutes long and then an entire match of Strongholds as well we uh, will be going up tomorrow, which is Wednesday, depending when you're hearing this. So look out for that again on youtube.com slash IGN or just IGN.com. And a quick reminder, I mentioned this last week, but the Xbox anniversary celebration is happening on, of course, November 15th, the actual 20th anniversary. It's going to start at 10 a.m. Pacific or 1 p.m. Eastern. And Matt Booty, the head of Xbox Game Studios, just tempers everybody's expectations saying, while we won't announce any new games. This anniversary broadcast will be a special look back at 20 years of Xbox. I'll be watching, we'll be watching, and it will be on all of IGN's channels. So come on over and join us. We will all watch that together. Looking forward to seeing what they put together for the 20th anniversary of Xbox. All right, let's get on with the news proper here. We're already 20 minutes in. I want to start with this. id Software, makers of Doom, Doom Eternal. Uh, they just came off of two DLCs, the Ancient Gods Part 1 and Part 2. I am a massive fan of Doom always, but particularly Doom Eternal was, uh, was just awesome. I happily gave that a 9 out of 10. Just a great game. Now, what are they up to next? That's the question, because the Ancient Gods kind of wraps up Doomguy's story. So are they going to stick with Doom or not? Well, these job listings suggest probably not, but it looks like they're going to stay within the id universe and maybe dip into one of the other id IPs. Check this out. id Software currently has a number of job vacancies open at its Dallas offices where the studio is hoping to hire new staff members to work on the development of a, quote, long-running iconic action first-person shooter. (laughs) Listed under the job description for Skybox Artist, the studio says that it is looking for someone to join its existing team to provide, quote, AAA-quality sci-fi and fantasy environmental vistas and skyboxes, quote. Now, uh, while it obviously has not confirmed exactly what they're talking about, sci-fi and fantasy... Kind Of leads my brain straight to Quake, uh, which would make me extraordinarily happy if they're if it is going to pull, uh, if they're going to do to Quake what they did to Doom, which is a single, you know, reboot it in a single player focused fashion, uh, and per- perhaps even leaning into some of the original ideas from Doom, which excuse me, with Quake, which there was there were going to be dragons in that in the beginning, like a, a big hammer weapon, there were going to be some cool, like, medieval off fantasy things uh, that that will be really interesting, uh, Miranda. I want to go to you first. Here, were you a quake player in your youth? Either I guess let's see, two or three, probably for you. Or
2: I was not. Quake was a little bit out of my reach, I think, at the time, and not really what my dad played either. He was yeah. more of a like Call of Duty, Battlefield, that kind of shooter person. So that's just what I had at the house.
1: Uh, Stella, you're our resident competitive shooter. Quake has been a very competitive game in. Over the years, I mean, really, I'd say Quake Three kind of was built exactly around that. It would have if Quake Three had been made today, it would have been like a total, totally an esport. We did get Quake uh Champions, which is a sort of built off of Quake Three. Have you spent much time with any of the versions of Quake over the years?
3: I have not. I wanted to get into Quake Champions, but uh, none of my friends wanted to get into it because they said it was not that great uh at launch. They were not happy with it. Um so, yeah, I, I have not played uh, when, when Quake was at its peak. I was a little too young to play it. Um, my dad was also into, like, Battlefield and stuff. So, um, yeah, I wasn't able to play this, which if they are making a reboot of this, like they did with Doom, I would absolutely love that. I mean, I loved Doom. I haven't played Doom Eternal, but I did play the um, first reboot, uh, which I don't remember when it came out. But I loved it yeah, so much. I was like yeah i was like oh this is what oh this is what it's about okay cool like i know i didn't experience it the way that um you know a lot of people first experienced it but seeing it brought to light in a modernized fps format i was like "Ooh, i like it i see okay like they're still being innovative while also making it more modernized and keeping elements of the classic doom uh, franchise alive so i really like that so i would love to see that in quake because i I want to experience this game too, and I want to see how it would play now. So very curious to see if that's what it is. And if it is, I'm excited.
1: We're watching the if you're on you're not on audio, right now we have B-roll up our super producer Red as B-roll up of the Quake One remaster, the re-release yeah. that they did not too long ago. This is this really makes me want to stop doing the podcast and play this <laughs> game right now. I mean, you got the nail gun, you got the the rocket launcher. Uh, which is probably the most phallic rocket launcher in the history of video games. Um, Can we say that? (laughs) (laughs) We can say whatever we want. It's fine.
3: Okay. All Um, right. uh, Great. Noted.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, the reason I think you're right on Quake: Ryan is exactly because of this remaster. I think they do this thing where they'll, they'll like remaster a game. They'll put it out there and see what consensus is or see what the reaction is to games like this. And the reaction to this one was, overwhelmingly positive. Everybody really liked this. It was cool that they released that on release level finally. So if they are working on Quake again, I would love to see where they take the franchise next. They tried Quake champions, you know, at a time when everybody is sort of doing the free to play thing. Yeah, It didn't click the way that they had hoped. So bring it back to that single player experience. Let us just have excellent gunplay, which they've proven they can do with the doom franchise And let's see what you can do with Quake. I I would love that, honestly. In the way that Halo Infinite is sort of a reboot, I think this is a great opportunity for them to say, okay, we're taking another shot at Quake. Here's what we're doing where we retain the lore of the franchise, but we we take it and modernize it where anybody can get into it without having to know everything about the game.
1: And uh, as you can see here, Quake 1 was already really fast so yeah because that was doom's whole thing right it just it just cranked the speed way up i mean the original doom was pretty quick too but yeah it's so it's it's it is does lend itself well to uh to you know a reboot kind of treatment and you know you make a good point destin about remasters being like the canaries in the coal mine for the yeah (laughs) for the proper revival (laughs) like we could look at um i just oh like saint's row right it's a good example we got the saints row three remaster which probably was not a coincidence that then led into we did get a proper saints row reboot and and you're right there are there are a number of examples like that in the industry where we've seen remat uh where we've seen remasters come in i'm just trying to think i thought i just had one and i forgot it but yes you're definitely correct on that there is no doubt so um the, the question is whatever it's doing would be the timing of it. Like that's I like to try and guess. Okay, well when might we see this? Doom Eternal came out March 2020 right at the beginning of the pandemic um which at least we had a great doom game to play while we were locked in our houses. Uh then we had the story DLCs, but you know the the typically the entire team doesn't work on the, the DLC, so the rest of the team was was no doubt moving on to whatever the next thing is whether it is Quake or something else. But March 2020 so it's been a year a little over a year and a half since they shipped Doom Eternal we know their engine uh, the id tech continues to evolve we know Phil Spencer loves it it's they've already released a, a next gen update for Doom Eternal so they've got the engine running like a boss on the new hardware so presumably I- they wouldn't have to like build a whole new engine they've they've got their their tech so i'm thinking maybe like a uh, Late 2023, maybe something like that, uh, like a fall fall 2023. And remember too, Destin, whatever this is, if it's Quake, it's it's exclusive to Xbox from here on out. So if it's a mm-hmm. if it's a big revival of Quake, it's going to be a major feather in the cap for Xbox.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think one of the challenges they'll have is to how to clearly differentiate this from Doom, because Doom also deals with like demons and and larger like we saw larger than life, like devil basically in, in one of the shots here a second ago. Um, so whatever they do with it, they have to figure out how to be like, this is its own thing. It's separate. And I think that's an interesting challenge, like in a good way. I think they can do it. I think it's possible. And it has me really excited to see what it manages to do. Because if they have these two amazing, well, three amazing shooters, if you include Wolfenstein, right? Sure. Then yeah. they're they're just like, they're just doing amazing work in the FPS space. It's great.
1: No love for rage. I see you said three. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's there. Rage, rage. Yeah. Rage was the one didn't do it for Not me. Not that it was a bad game, but it just wasn't, it doesn't belong in the same breath as, as Id's other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh so yeah. We'll see what, we'll see what id has got. I mean, they probably, if I had to guess, I could see that being a, a big announcement at E3 on, on the Xbox Bethesda stage next year, next uh, E3. That would, that would well, seem like, you know, announce it like yeah. a year, year and a half out. We'll see.
0: And they they have to have a battle royale, right? Everything <laughs> has to have a battle royale. No,
3: it does not. <laughs> Absolutely no. not.
0: <laughs> Halo needs it too, right? That's what everybody says.
2: <sighs> no. I'm
0: being
1: sarcastic.
2: We know, Destin. <laughs> we know. <laughs>
1: um yeah no it, it, in all seriousness to wrap it up destin you bring up a good point though with differentiating from oh, no. doom because okay. like everybody loves <laughs> the the glory kills in doom right that's yeah. like a signature element do you move that over and have you bring that into quake if indeed the project is quake do you find a new way to do that do you just not have them at all and figure out some other cool little combat hook like you're right. It's it's a very interesting challenge for for ID and and to see you know how they want to stay true to Quake but also separate it enough from Doom. Yeah.
2: Well,
3: I think you brought up the uh, the job listings though, right? Like they're looking for fantasy and like dragons and stuff. So I feel like that is already setting like a differentiating factor. So ho- I think they are taking that into consideration. If this is Quake, so I think they are looking into making it aesthetically different because they are very close. And as someone who's never played Quake, I'm just like, is it kind of the same thing? Like it looks very (laughs) hellscape-ish. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think the job listing with the specifics of fantasy uh, sci-fi and dragons, that's, that's like a big step in the other direction, which is great. So, well,
0: I I think because of that part in the job listing, Ryan, it might actually be Wolfenstein because Wolfenstein deals Mm. more with the myth mythical aspect because you know they leaned into that lore with the the nazis believing all that stuff and (laughs) summoning demons and dragons and whatever in in the in the wolfenstein series
1: you could be right i'm leaning quake though because and the the reason would be because machine games already revived wolfenstein i it would it would seem weird to me for you know they're moving on to indiana jones i mean I don't know if they're going to have two projects at once, but as far as we know, they're just moving on to Indiana Jones. So yeah, I, it would seem odd if, if like ID then picks up the baton on yeah. Wolfenstein. I mean, yes, they created it. Yes, they own it, but that's kind of machine games game now, you know?
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair. I guess it's just sort of like, uh, we haven't seen anything since young blood. So what's going on. It wasn't with that, that long ago also... though. Right. I mean, it's yeah. a few years now. Like it's so about time long, for a new know, Wolfenstein, right? Well, I, don't I know guess like, no one's
3: like frothing at the mouth for it. I, I feel, I feel like mm-hmm. it's got like its audience, but Quake definitely is more of a universal title that people are like, oh yeah, I know that. Like it's one of those FPS games where like everyone knows of it, and I'm sure if a modernized title came out, people will be very interested in it. Like me, like I've never played it, but yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I. I want it to be Quake. To be clear, that's <laughs> I'm with Stella. Please I do be quick. too.
0: I do too. I'm just saying, like reading the job description, I'm like, well, maybe this is Wolfenstein, and we're we're like on the wrong wrong uh, scent, so to speak. You know, yeah, I just feel I,
3: like I, there's not been a demand I, for Wolfenstein, though. Like, it's not. It's a. It's yeah. such a specific like story that not everyone is always looking for as opposed to quake the, just running go.: all
0: the wolfenstein fans are coming for you Stell. and <laughs> that's
3: kidding. fine i listen i'm not saying it's a bad game i'm just saying it's not like it, yeah. you ask someone what their favorite fps game is you don't hear wolfenstein right mm-hmm. like,
1: well i mean it there there have been two great wolfenstein revivals from from machine games i think it's more just that we've had our fill of that right like <laughs> and now we've had our fill of doom and Yeah, bring on, bring on Quake. That's the next, that's the next meal that that's uh that's left to be ordered on the menu. So let's do it. Uh, this next story is very interesting. I don't even quite know what to make of this. I want to hear from. I'm going to turn this over to you guys. Sega and Microsoft have announced that they have agreed to a strategic alliance that will see (laughs) Sega produce games built on Microsoft's Azure cloud platform. They sent out this big press release. Sega explained that the agreement is part of the company's Super Game Initiative, which aims to create new and innovative games with a focus on global online communities. Quote, this proposed alliance represents Sega looking ahead, and by working with Microsoft to anticipate such trends as they accelerate further in the future, the goal is to optimize development processes and continue to bring high-quality experiences to players using Azure cloud technologies. Rand, let me go your way first here. Oh. What does this mean? Uh, can you translate this for me?
2: Uh, multiplayer chow gardens. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. They're called chows, right? I think so. That's what I thought they were, from Sonic. Yeah. I'm sure someone out there is like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, guys, please, I'm sorry. The only exposure I have to this is an ex-boyfriend who was, like, very obsessed with his chows. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> They're cute, though. That was my exposure to the chows. And I was like, this is, this is something I could into with Sonic. Um, but obviously they are just trying to scale larger. I think Sega has had some good wins. Um, and I think there's always a craving for more Sonic too, but I kind of want to go with Dustin because Dustin, Dustin, was like, Hey, and I was like, what, what do you have?
0: You're yeah. more invested. So- <laughs> yeah so i i read the original press release and i have it up here right now and it's the first paragraph that really has me excited they yeah. said they have agreed in principle a strategic alliance that explores ways for sega to produce large-scale global games in a next generation development environment built on microsoft's azure cloud platform the paragraph you quoted ryan is from later in, in the press release so it is a direct quote still um the Alliance would form a key part of Sega's mid to long-term strategy, allowing the business to move forward with Super Game, a new initiative for developing new and innovative titles where the key focuses are global, online, community, and IP utilization. IP utilization, I assume they mean their existing intellectual properties I would think so. and not internet protocol, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so I jumped right a- right away to something like Fantasy Star fantasy star online is a, is a quite big MMO franchise for them that uh, I like Eric Sapp plays it a ton on staff. (laughs) It's only on the Xbox platform right now in America or new Genesis is anyway. And that has me really, really intrigued as to what this could be. Is this a new thing that's going to utilize all of their, their beloved characters in the Sega franchise? Like, like what is it that they could possibly be creating? And I'm, I'm really curious as to what it can be, but it's it's not one game, it's multiple games. And it's a, a super game refers to the initiative of making many titles with, with Microsoft. They've already established this great relationship, sorry, <laughs> with uh, the Yakuza franchise. Like the entirety of the franchise is on Game Pass. That's great. Tons of Sega stuff on Game Pass these days. So clearly something is working. And it was rumored that Microsoft was going to acquire Sega. Turns out it was a partnership at the end of the day. So I have to imagine these will also be Xbox exclusive. Uh this seems this seems like a stronger bond than just like, hey, we're gonna let you use Azure uh for cheap or something. This is this is probably a future partnership.
2: and Dustin, to your point, I was gonna say Yakuza is I think the other very big and and like honestly, hot franchise right now. It's super fun. Yeah. It's odd in the best ways possible. Like it just has fun with itself in just so many ways. And I think that and adding some sort of online component could be interesting. Uh, so I think there's a lot of potential there as to where they could go with these games. And like, oh, like yeah. you said, Des, we can't count, discount fantasy star because that also has a huge audience as well.
0: Yeah. There, there's a great thread about the Yakuza series and how their storytelling is just so phenomenally done. Mm-hmm. Basically they help you get invested. Like you meet a homeless person and then you learn about that homeless person's story and then you get motivated to help him and play the mini games because you're being motivated by the story that's being told by the game. And I'm, do- I'm not doing the thread justice, but Yakuza is just like a really fantastic franchise that does a good job of sort of leading you through the narrative. So, like when you look at it as a, as a spectator, you just see a bunch of wacky mini games, but there's a lot of heart in that franchise in the storytelling. I, I highly encourage Anybody to play through? I started playing through Yakuza Zero when it hit Game Pass. Actually, that's the, that's the remake of the original. So
2: I would also say to uh, Max Scoville put together a great piece on like which games to start with first. He's Yakuza's super fan at IGN, yeah, and he just does such a great job of saying, hey, maybe play these ones first because I think there's like a prequel that came out after certain games that got sequels. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, there is definitely an order there. I know we're just getting a little bit of a tangent, but anytime I see Yakuza, I get a little excited. I haven't actually, it's weird to say, I haven't actually played them, but I've always and wanted to play them. They're that game that you see every time, you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, I can't wait to play that. And then, and then you play Genshin Impact instead, and you're like, oh, <laughs> dang it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Lost Judgment also either just came out, it or did. it's coming out. Yeah, it yeah. It yeah. so, um,
2: a few, two months ago, a month ago? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah.
0: Time. And, and graphically, that looks stunning. Another just with fantastic storytelling so hopefully people check that out and whatever Sega and microsoft are planning this has me excited but i do think it's some it's going to be something more like fantasy star they need like that big mmo answer to final fantasy 14 on playstation and i think this collaboration is going to result in whatever that may be
2: i I will say oh sorry go ahead
1: oh i was just gonna say that that was kind of my big question and dan the destin you seem to have uh you've got a thought here and so it does this mean exclusive games for Xbox? And you seem to think that it probably is. Yes, that is what it means.
0: I don't think you as Sega release a press release uh, pledging your allegiance to this partnership and come out on all platforms at the end of the day. But I, I do think the whole platform thing is getting less and less as Sony titles are starting to come to PC. Like PlayStation PC was just announced this week, so right. uh, it will be the Xbox platform, which really means everything except for the PlayStation console. Right. So,
1: well, here's some PSO two right here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and and, what, and they're don't. talking next gen. The sorry, Miranda, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking next gen. The install base on the PS five right now is 20 million units, or at least that's their goal for the end of the year, which I believe they'll hit handily they're breaking all sorts of records with console sales but i think i think xbox is continuing to answer that criticism of you don't have any exclusives and they're going to continue to do that until that goes away
2: yeah absolutely and good partnerships will help them get there Uh, all i was going to say is if you look up your first name and the hedgehog you'll find your hedgehog sona (laughs) and like listen listen people love sonic the hedgehog i was like if you give them multiplayer let them create their characters okay they've been asking for this forever that's what i'm saying wasn't there a game where you could create your own character i'm sure there has i am not a sonic expert i apologize but i think (laughs) okay given that there is enough out there i think people would love it what about a sonic mmo (laughs) that's what i was thinking
1: why not it could work. It could
2: it just be done together. Oh my yeah. God. The movies. It's really topical. There's the movies coming out.
3: Yeah, Jim Carrey. Come on. Oh yeah. That's true. I, yeah. So I'm curious about this. Like, so they said Microsoft Azure cloud platform. Is it going to be cloud gaming or is that just. Well, that they're bringing in. Azure I, I is
0: being utilized by basically everybody right now. Yeah. It's basically like the Amazon okay. servers, but for Microsoft, it's what game pass runs off of. I believe. Okay, cool. So, um, I don't know the answer to that question, but it does sort of seem to allude to the fact that it will be cloud based.
3: Interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it will dovetail nicely with xCloud. I have no doubt about that part of it. All right. One more story I want to do here this week is Game Pass for November. This is like if you're not already a Game Pass subscriber, this might sway you to at least, you know, take a take a shot this month because. I'm just gonna run down this list and then mm-hmm. i'll just open the floor anybody that wants to jump in and comment on any of these titles you've got a minecraft pc bundle minecraft into game pass it's a big deal unpacking Woo. it takes two on november 4th we're recording on the second so that's uh two days from now okay. kill it with fire football manager for those of you who are soccer uh simulation you want to be a, a, a gm in the world of football a little game called Forza Horizon 5 on November 9th into Game Pass. We talked about this last week. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the definitive edition. So the, specifically the remaster of San Andreas, not the entire trilogy, but one of those three games, the biggest of those three games. I, I, yeah, that's nuts. One Step from Eden, November 11th. Skyrim Special Edition Update, meaning the uh, 10th anniversary next-gen re-release. That's right into Game Pass, November 11th. Microsoft Flight Simulator Game of the Year Edition. So some more content there. Undungeon and Evil Genius 2 World Domination at the end of the month, November 30th. So um, yeah, what's (laughs) there's a lot here, you guys.
0: I, I didn't know Skyrim was part of the Game Pass bundle. I thought that I'd have to buy that again, but that's great to know because I was sort of like interested, but now that I know I can just hop in, probably... Maybe even use my saves because I played on Xbox. I hope it wasn't on a dev kit. That would stink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, but uh, out of all these, you know, based on the preview coverage, I think Forza Horizon 5 is looking amazing and I can't wait to play it on November 9th.
3: Yeah, all of these games coming to Xbox uh, Game Passes, I feel like it's just a huge get. Like every time new games release for Xbox Game Pass, you're just like, why are not why doesn't everyone have this like it is such a great service you're definitely getting more than what you're paying for which is kind of crazy um also it takes two really really good game um i i the story was a little weak at times but i played through it with my friend and i feel like it was just the developers like really showing what they can do it was like this it was like a full game demo of like, hey, look at what we can do as a platformer. Look what we can do as like this game developer, not only focusing on platforming um, and the co-op in it was just so incredible. So the fact that you can play this, um, which by the way, even the base version, if only one person has it and the other person gets um, downloads friend pass on Origin, you can play it with each other. Like only one person needs it. So already super accessible. And the fact that it's now free on Game Pass, like you, you can't not play this. Unless the, you don't have a second player, because it takes two. <laughs> it <does. laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm just assuming everyone you know has someone to play with, like LFG a friend, a family member. Two. Yeah. There you go. Use <laughs> you, you, you use the comments as an official uh, looking for a looking for game partnership here. Anyways, but yeah, it's it's so good. It is very charming. It's a little cheesy at times, but it's really really good. Um, the levels are just incredible. Like this music level that we're seeing um, in from our review. It's just really well done. It's very fun to play. And it's a game that I wish I could experience again. Um, blindly. So.
1: I it's cool. Am, I'm with you Stella. I'm uh, I started playing this with Jonathan Dornbush and we got <gasps> really? right when it came out and we got. <laughs> we got several hours in. We haven't finished it, though. And this you're reminding me that he and I need to go back and, and complete this game. Because, um, yeah, I love it as well. And you you brought up a good point. The friend pass thing. So with game pass i wonder if you can play it with with a friend who isn't a game pass subscriber or if it's just you need you know you're both friends both people need to be game pass subs i mean i wouldn't begrudge microsoft or ea if if you know you had to both be Mm -hmm. game pass subscribers um but yeah you should already be a game pass subscriber so (laughs) should not be an obstacle yeah this game it's really different. it's I will say, even though I haven't finished it, for me, it's not my favorite of Hayes Light's games. Um I thought a way out. Uh I, I liked uh that one better, but this game is really it's definitely special. It is a special video game. So download it. It's on Game Pass. You don't have um, an excuse.
2: Yes. One other Game Pass game I want to give a shout out to real quickly is Unpacking. I've just gotten eight on IGN. Uh, so it is a Zen puzzle game about unpacking things. So if you like organizing video game things, but not your real things, unpacking might be for you.
0: That purple box thing, by the way, is trending today. That's a GameCube, and it goes on your shelf in your living room near your TV. It's a video game <laughs> console that came out many years ago. Oh the the GameCube, everybody, a lot of people don't know what it is. Oh, so, no. because no like way. the demographic uh, has gotten younger as, you know, like I've gotten older, but yeah purple cube thing it's a GameCube.
3: no oh, please tell goodness. me that's not what they're
2: saying
0: yeah check it out it's on twitter it's trending today you know what uh, you know
2: what it's I, fine except your age it's fine i i didn't want to wake up and M- be
0: hurt mitchell today so tweeting. i'll be
3: avoiding twitter today thank you very much
0: mitchell was <laughs> tweeting about it
1: all right so uh game pass is crushing it this month that's the that's yes. the bottom line all right we've just got a few minutes left here so actually I'm going to hold the loot box for one more show. I know I keep doing this, but I'm going to go to unlock block trivia because remember <laughs> we're in like a dead heat here. Let me see. Trivia yes, scoreboard. Um, uh, Almost. Miranda is up one point on Destin. Um, so Stella, you're, you're building your, this is like your spring training. And then when, when January of 2022 hits, you'll be out okay. there.
3: I feel like in December we should do like a double points or something to give me a chance to like catch up. Oh. No. I'm not going to be around
2: in December. (laughs) I have to work on Halo. Oh, no. Terrible. Ryan. (laughs) Hey. Hey. (laughs) I've been working really hard this year, okay?
1: Boy, the sincerity in Stella's voice when she said that was uh,
0: just so touching. I I just want
3: to beat my boss. I just want to beat Destin, honestly. In every game, I just want to beat Destin, including Trivia. So, like, please.
1: <laughs>
0: what's What's the scoreboard at?
1: Uh, nine to eight. Nine to eight. Not Miranda nine. Destin eight. A bunch of other people on the board with one or two. Stella's two at the moment.
3: <sighs> hey, I'll you take all the up. other guest points. I'll take the guest points. Sorry, wow, I tried to take Alana's
2: points. points one year, and people were not having it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I feel like the double points
3: in December would be nice. Or, like, I don't know. Something.
2: all right here
1: we go derek writes in no. with a, a real i think this is a really good one what is the highest rated xbox game on metacritic with connect oh in the title what with connect in the title is it connectimals connect party connect sports or connect star wars excellent Sorry. question from Derek here and I think I don't think I would have gotten this one right I think he would have stumped me on this I know one so, it's definitely not well <laughs> then uh well they come back to you Destin yeah. let me go to Stella first on no
3: this. I feel like the Star Wars one like it was a da- wasn't it a dance game
1: it was it had I think a bunch of mini
3: games didn't it like am I, I remembering I that remember- right? I just remember that one video going viral where like everyone's just dancing together like it's a just dance game. I'll look and up. I think it was from that.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. So which one are you going with? Uh, um,
3: I, I'll go with my first guess. Star Wars just for the meme factor.
1: OK. And yeah, so it was uh, Terminal Reality, developed it with LucasArts, four game modes, Jedi Destiny, Pod Racing, Rancor Rampage, and Galactic Dance-Off. Yes,
2: that's what it is.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Miranda, how about you? What do you think here? Connect Party. Connect Party, all right. Destin? You think
0: I you- did the walkthrough for Connect Star Wars, and that game can burn. <laughs> I hated it so much. I hated it. I hate it. I hate it. Okay, so uh, I think the actual answer is either Connect Sports or yeah. Connectimals. Connectimals was kid focused, and I believe it was uh, reviewed mostly well, and 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 like it worked for what it was. But I, Connect Sports was an early title. I remember Ryan, you and I played it at the preview event. I, I think it was back in the day. Yeah. I'm going to say Connect Sports ended up rating higher than Connect the Malls.
1: Uh, as I recall it, Connect Sports, the best minigame was the bowling one. Uh, that was yeah. the one I seem to remember liking the most. But we, so the good news is we do have a correct answer, mm-hmm. and it's Miranda widening her lead.
2: New oh, no. no way.
1: Was the correct I, answer. Uh, I love never Never, You know why, Miranda? Your faith, it's your faith in Double Fine, because you remember Double Fine made Connect Party. <laughs> which was the sequel to um, the uh, uh, Double Fine Happy Action Theater.
2: Double Fine was, will you know, never let me oh. down.
1: Yeah, Double Fine will not let you down. So Destin, now you did remember, Destin, the the that Connect Star Wars was the worst one of these. You were oh, yeah. correct in that. I listed, yeah.
3: I pointed it out for the meme factor, because <laughs> it is amazing to watch that ridiculous dance mode. <laughs>
1: Connect Star Wars had a fifty-five on Metacritic. <laughs> Connect Sports seventy-three. Connectimals okay. seventy-eight, uh, and it was eighty-one. Double fines. Connect Party scored wow. an eighty-one on very well liked on Metacritic. So the
0: only one I didn't know, like I've never seen that one game even.
1: Excellent job by. <laughs> Miranda on this, and I like I love the discussion from everybody on this one. So thank you, Derek, for (laughs) sending in an excellent Unlocked Block trivia question. If anybody else out there wants to try and stump the panel, please do so. Email your trivia question to unlocked at IGN.com. Include your name for multiple choice answers and, of course, the question and the answer, the correct answer. And I may feature you on an upcoming episode. And with that, we've got to get out of here. Uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Along with Miranda, I'm working on all of the Halo Infinite IGN first stuff that I'm so glad to not have to keep a secret anymore. It's nice to be able to talk about it at least a little bit. So check all that throughout the month. Just check back IGN every day because we're going to have stuff dropping on a regular basis. Miranda, I'll go to you next.
2: Yeah, you can find me at grows and Tavik the K on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and pretty much everywhere else. Uh, of course, the big thing for me this month as well is the Halo Infinite IGN first. So thanks, Ryan, for having me on for that. I'm very excited about all the things we're working on. Uh, I'm ready to get it out there. I want to talk about it more. I'm so excited, guys. (laughs) Um, so we have that. And then also, of course, we're going to have guides for this week because we have Call of Duty, we're going to have the GTA trilogy. We're going to have, uh, what else is it? Animal Crossing? How could I forget Animal Crossing? There's a ton of stuff. So, (laughs) so please use IGN guides. Thanks.
1: Yes. Stella?
2: (laughs) Uh, You can find me everywhere
3: at Parallax Stella. I stream on Twitch almost every day after work. Um, Oh, I just beat Back for Blood on Veteran mode, so now I'm going to go into Nightmare mode. Very excited. Uh, So then later this week, um, or next week, I think we are going to be releasing um, the Call of Duty tips and tricks and stuff, so keep an eye out for that. So yeah, that's all for me.
1: Sweet. Destin, take us home.
0: Yeah, uh, I got a bunch of stuff working on that I can't talk about yet. That time of year. So yeah, yeah, it's that time of year. But keep an eye out later this week. And I'll see you for the next episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, with that, uh, I want to thank Super Producer Red and the rest of the panel. This was Unlocked 518. We will see you back here next week.